Young people with us this morning. Come on, you can do better than that. Are there any young people with us this morning? Excellent. Well, I have a story for all of you youngsters out there today. I hope uh, those of you watching online can uh, see what's on screen. I'm going to be reading you a, a wonderful book that is a, is a Christmas story, but is far more than a Christmas story. Now, of course, Christmas story, we celebrate, uh, we give gifts. Did any of you youngsters get any presents this morning? No one got any presents this morning. Did anyone get, what did you get, Mark? New bedsheets, fantastic. Very practical. Anybody else get anything fun, anything? Can anyone beat bed, bread, bread sheets? Yes, Dave? You opened it early? What did mum and dad think of that? More clothing, pants, socks and undies. Very practical stuff, mate. Excellent. What else? Did anyone else get anything special? Any? Yes? An ornamental angel playing a guitar, much like myself when I'm playing guitar. That's fantastic. Well, I'm glad you've all been blessed this morning. Uh, we give gifts at Christmas time because it's a reminder to us that we receive the greatest gift of all, and that is, of course, God sending his son, Jesus, into the world to be for us our Lord and our Savior. Sometimes you might feel, as a little person, you might feel somewhat insignificant. And you know what? Sometimes grown-ups can feel that way as well. But this is a story about how, no matter how little you might feel right now, God has a plan for you and for your life. So this is a story called The Legend of the Three Trees. I hope you can see that. I want me to shift that um, stand there so you can see that a little bit better. The Legend of the Three Trees, the classic story of following your dreams. Life burst into the world on the third day of creation. From under the water, God brought forth the earth. Peeking up through the earth's soil, green plants waved like millions of tiny flags. Grasses and bushes and trees grew into every size and shape. The trees towered above all. There were pine trees and poplar and olive and oak, willow and walnut. Each held its own seeds and fruits. Can you kids see those trees? What else can you see there in the wonder of creation? Birds, what else? Some bunny rabbits, absolutely. Their seeds and fruits scattered as animals carried them from the trees. In a green valley, a fox dropped an olive pit. Can you see that fox spitting out that olive pit there? Along a rocky shore, a stalk split open an acorn. Can you see the stalk? And then on a tall mountain, a goat accidentally shook loose a seed from a pine cone. Can you see that old billy goat there knocking over that pine cone? wonder what's going to happen with those seeds. What do you think is going to happen, kids? Oh, I think you might be right there, Nanabeth. I think you might be right. The pit, the acorn, and the seed grew into saplings. Can you say saplings, kids? Can you see them there on screen? Three little tiny trees. Watered by the rain and warmed by the sun, they reached upward. 
In time, the beautiful olive tree blossomed in the valley, a mighty oak on a rocky coast, and a tall pine stood on a mountain. You see the pine there over on your left? As each tree grew, it dreamed of what it would become. Do you little kids sometimes wonder about what you're going to do when you grow up? I wonder what I'm going to do when I grow up. The olive tree dreamed of becoming a beautiful and important treasure chest, decorated with sparkling jewels. It would hold the greatest treasure in the world. Wow, the olive tree has some pretty big dreams for itself, doesn't it? One day, when a woodsman came to the forest, it seemed that the olive tree dream would come true. It's going to become a beautiful treasure chest. The woodsman chose the olive tree from the other trees. The olive tree trembled with happiness. At last, it would become a beautiful treasure chest. The woodsman took the olive tree to his workshop. He cut the wood into boards and hammered them into a box shape. Oh, it's dreams becoming true. But to the tree's surprise, the woodsman did not make the box into a treasure chest. He did not polish the olive tree's fine wood or fill the box with gold. Instead, he dragged the box into a stable with messy sheep and smelly cows and noisy chickens. The woodsman filled the box with hay. Do you think the olive tree is happy about this predicament? I don't think so. But I think some of you might be skipping ahead to the ending. But don't tell the other kids how it's going to end. <laughs> the olive tree saw that it had become a manger, a mere feeding box for animals. It knew then that it would never hold a treasure, or would it? As the olive tree's dream faded into a dusty stable, the oak tree looked out over the water with its dream of its own, strong and proud. It dreamed that its mighty trunk would be made into a mighty ship that would carry a king. What do you think might happen to the oak tree's dream? One day, the shipbuilders came and cut the oak tree down and hauled it to their shipyard. They sawed the board trunk into uh, they sawed the broad trunk into boards. They bent the boards to form the sides of a boat. Oh, it's happening. With each passing day, the oak tree felt certain that its dream was coming true. Let's find out what happened. But when the shipbuilders were done, the oak felt small and weak. It had not become a mighty ship at all. Instead, it was a little fishing boat. A little fishing boat launched on a calm little lake. The mighty oak knew then that a king would never sail in a little fishing boat like that. What do you think is going to happen, kids? Keep it to yourself. High on a mountainside above the oak boat, the pine tree stood tall and proud. Many times it saw people in the valley looking up 
the pine tree up that its towering branches would remind people of the glory of God's creation. It dreamed that it would always stay on that mountain and point people to God. But one night, a fierce storm shook that mountain. The pine tree bent and swayed in the powerful wind. And thunder boomed, a bolt of lightning flashed from the sky and splintered the trees, the trunk of that tree. With a sound almost as loud as the thunder, the pine tree crashed to the ground. Another dream shattered. The pine tree's dream crashed down with it. No one would ever look up to it again now. Its long trunk now just blocked the mountain road. The tree thought that things could not possibly get any worse. But then strong soldiers hauled it to a scrapyard. Unused, forgotten, the pine tree lay on a heap of old lumber. It knew then that a piece of scrap wood could never point people to God. Or could it? Many years passed. The tree's giant dreams seem so far away that they stopped thinking about them. Mm. I wonder if you kids have ever thought your dreams would never come true. But what greatness could come to a feed box or a little fishing boat or just some scrap wood in a pile? But, and this is a big but, listen to this kids. God had his own plan for each of the trees. Wow, I wonder what God has in store for each of these trees. One night, shepherds keeping watch over their flock saw an angel. A great light shone all around. The angel told them not to be afraid, for their saviour had been born in Bethlehem. Where? Of course. Just as the angel had said, the shepherds found the baby lying in a manger. The olive tree had not become a treasure chest, but now, as a manger, it held the greatest treasure of all time, God's only son, Jesus. The infant Jesus grew into a man, and the man traveled to the very lake that held the little oak fishing boat. One day, the little boat carried Jesus onto the lake with the fishermen. Suddenly, a great storm swept over the lake. Water washed into the boat. The oak boat struggled with all of its strength so it would not sink. Do you sometimes feel as though you're struggling to not sink? I do sometimes. Quiet, be still, Jesus said. The storm stopped. Wow. The oak boat felt Jesus' power. The boat had never carried a king of this world, but now it had carried who? The king of? The king of kings. The pine tree? Well, the pine tree, pine tree knew nothing of Jesus or his miracles. But one morning... It heard angry voices in the distance. Crucify him! The people yelled angrily, crucify him. 
the soldiers came to the scrapyard and grabbed the forgotten pine. The pine expected to be cut into firewood. Instead, two pieces it was cut into to make a cross. Then they laid the cross on Jesus' back. On a hillside, under a blackening sky, the pine cross swayed as the soldiers raised it. It did not know whether it could bear the weight of the man upon it. The pine tree had wanted only to point people to God. Now it knew it would become only a sign of death. Jesus died that day to take away the sins of all who believe in him. He was taken down from the cross and laid inside a tomb. Then a wondrous thing happened. Three days later, Jesus rose to life again. And so Jesus fulfilled his heavenly Father's plan for him. And what of our three little trees? They too had fulfilled God's plans for them. Miraculously, God's plans had taken them beyond their youthful dreams. The olive wood manger had held the greatest treasure of all, God's beloved only son. And the oak fishing boat had carried the king of kings, God's son, during his work on earth. And to this day, the cross points people to God as a symbol of his great love for us. So kids, listen to this. Sometimes, the dreams that we have for ourselves are much smaller than the dreams that God has for us. The three trees' dreams came true, just not in the way that they imagined. And so it is with each of us. For if we follow God's path, we will travel far beyond even our greatest dreams. Amen? I want all of you kids to think that next time when you're feeling a little bit small, a little bit insignificant, remember that Jesus came into the world. God in flesh. You might hear us use this word Emmanuel at Christmas. It just means God with us. The God who made the stars, who made the heavens, and who made you, made you wonderfully well. He stitched you together in your mum's tummy and you are fearfully and wonderfully made and he knows you and he loves you and he has a plan for your life. Even though sometimes it feels as though you're just small and not terribly clever or smart or fast or special, know that you are very special. You are very special to God because you are made in God's image and that makes you more important than any other thing in this world world. You are God's most treasured possession. And he sent Jesus into the world at Christmas time himself. Just a helpless, tiny little baby. Couldn't do anything to even help himself. He came into the world as a baby, small and insignificant. Born in an animal's main, in a, in a, probably in, the, in a stable. The Bible doesn't actually say that, but we do know that he was placed in an animal's feed trough that they call a major. So probably not terribly nice surroundings. We know that he grew to be a man. And he 
wasn't very wealthy. He didn't actually even have a home. Never wrote a book, never traveled far from home really by our modern standards. Yet this Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords. I hope that each of you remember this Christmas that Jesus is the greatest gift of all. Although a little baby and seemingly insignificant, he is our Lord and our Saviour. And if we make him the boss of our life, if we surrender our life to him and say, come Lord Jesus, come and have your way in me, we too can realise that even though we might feel small and insignificant, we are God's most treasured possession and he has big plans for you in this life and indeed in the life to come when you will be there forever with him in heaven. Amen? Amen. Uh, friends, I, we are going to be treated to a, a, wonderful, uh, a wonderful item now from uh, Jay and Hannah and Julia. Uh, they're going to be bringing us an item called uh, Holy City. Thank you so much, guys. I'm very much looking forward to this item. Last night I lay asleep, there came a dream so fair. I stood in old Jerusalem beside the temple there. I heard the children singing, and ever as they sang, we thought the voice of angels from heaven in
How good was that? Thank you, Jay and family. Well done. Well, I don't know that we can do that, but it is your turn to sing. We're going to stand and we're going to sing Silent Night. So uh, I want you to sing out with Jay as your inspiration. Let's uh, stand and sing together Silent Night. Just the three verses, band. Just the three verses to Silent Night. Let's sing. Shepherds pray. Shepherds pray. 
please take a seat. People walking in darkness have seen a great light. Those living in the land of the shadows, on them a light has dawned. Amen. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Uh, wait a minute. Um, Bethany, what are, you, what are you doing? I'm reading the passages from the Bible about Jesus to these lovely people. Obviously. But no, but we're, we're, Bethany, uh, look, you're reading nasty stuff. No one wants to hear about that tonight, all right? Today is, we're supposed to be doing the Christmas story. Yeah, I'm reading a prophecy about Jesus. You know, the one that brings hope to the world. That's what the people want to hear, Reverend. Sorry, folks. I'm sorry about this. Good help is hard to find. Uh, look, no, I don't want that sort of reading, darling. I, 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 you're talking about the Easter Jesus, and, and, and we're supposed to be talking about the Christmas Jesus this morning. Mm, Christmas Jesus? Yeah, you know, the baby in the manger, you know, all the good stuff. We've got the baby in the manger. We've got uh, the shepherds. We've got the angels. Uh, we've got the donkey. We've got the whole Christmas Jesus thing, all the good stuff. The good stuff. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's all good stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's all good stuff. But, but it's Christmas time, right? It's Christmas. And, and people here are worried about getting ready for their family to come over and if they're going to get their favourite table down on Bronte Beach. I know how you eastern suburbs lot are. They're all worried about that sort of thing. They're worried about whether or not uh, Uncle Reg and Auntie Ethel are going to get into fisticuffs again like they did last Christmas. They're going to worry about paying off their credit card, of course, and they just want a good news story this morning. Don't you, don't you people? A good news story. They don't want to hear all the sad stuff. But this isn't sad stuff. Not sad? Well, let me see. What have you got here? What have you prepared then? Uh, he was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Oh, yeah, that's not sad at all. Mm, it isn't pleasant, but it is part of the Christmas story. It's Christmas time. It's, it's, it's Christmas, and, and it's about the manger, and it's about the donkey, and, you know, it's all about there's no room for them in the inn, all that stuff. There's actually no donkey, but look, all of it's great, but it's only part of the story. I know, I know, but, but everyone's on holidays here now, and they're picking out, you know, where they're going to, what spot on the harbour they're going to sit at for, with their friends for the New Year's Eve fireworks, if they're not cancelled, of course. Um, you know, they don't want to be challenged too much. Maybe Jesus is safe. He doesn't ask too much of people, and he, and he looks cute on a Christmas card. You think the incarnate deity is safe? Are you telling me the God who made the universe, becoming flesh, 
and walking with sinful humans is safe. It's radical, wonderful, wild, but it's very, very far from safe. Yeah, but most people forget about the whole God in flesh part. Just like they just want to hear about the stable and the donkey and stuff. There is no donkey. The Bible never mentions a donkey. Look, you're selling people short. I think these lovely people understand the significance of what was going on in Bethlehem that night. Tell her she's dreaming, will you? There's a church here full of frazzled people who have stepped outside of the hustle and, and bustle of frantic shopping and cooking and cleaning. And they've come to church here on, on Christmas morning despite it all. And they just want a little hope. So we're going to read them this story so they can smile, feel good about themselves and get home and get on with all the good stuff that we like to do at Christmas time. But where's the hope without the cross? What? Our hope isn't just that Jesus came. It's amazing and wonderful and beautiful that he came, but our hope ultimately comes from the cross and the empty tomb. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. But this is Christmas! Do we really need to talk about all of that stuff now? Well, isn't now the perfect time to talk about it? In our world saturated with, you know, all the watered-down versions of Christmas... What we really must do today is to remember how wonderful of a gift Jesus really is. What do you mean? Well, he didn't just come to be a baby. He didn't just come to heal a few people and to say some nice things. Jesus came to die. He came to die for our sins, for mine and for yours. And he came to, um, yeah, he rose again so that now, because of him, we can have eternal, abundant life in this life and in the next. Doesn't that bring hope and peace this Christmas? You know, I don't know. If that doesn't, then I don't know what will. Okay, I, I write. I suppose you're right, I guess. So what do you want to do, do now then? Well, how about you just read your part and I'll read mine and we'll see what happens. Are you sure? I mean, we've never told the Christmas story this way before. Well, let's try putting your so-called Christmas Jesus with the Easter Jesus and see what happens. Okay. Well, all right, here goes. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the shadow of death, a light has dawned. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. Surely he took our infirmities and carried our sorrows. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Yet we consider him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed by our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman Empire, and everyone went to his own hometown to register. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. 
Each of us has turned to his own way. So, Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them at the inn. He poured out his life to death and was numbered with the evildoers. For he bore the sin of many and prayed that they might be forgiven. For unto us a child is born. But he was pierced for our transgressions. For unto us a son is given. But he was crushed for our iniquities. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And by his wounds we are healed. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He was crushed, he was pierced. And he rose again. He lives today and speaks up for us in heaven. Actually, you know what? That sounds like good news to me, Beth. I'd say. I'd say amen. 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 But can I keep the donkey? Okay, you can keep your silly donkey. Yes. 